Welcome to Huddle Up, brought to you by the Fields Auto Group. Jaguars senior writer John Osher, NFL network analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks, and senior reporter J.P. Shatterick bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Huddle Up starts right now. And welcome in. It's Wednesday. It's week 18. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osher from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. Bucky Brooks in Los Angeles. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. Brought to you by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. FieldsAuto.com. Week 18, division title on the line. Bucky, here we are. We have finally arrived, and it is a must-win scenario. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. You guys have to excuse me. I'm in the middle of a, a ride up to the Bay Area with my son. He's going back to college. And so uh, I had to pull over to the side. So I'm at a local little coffee shop. So you may hear some little background noise. But I wanted to make sure I was on the pot. No. He's a coffee shop guy. That's, that's okay. He's in a little cafe where they play guitars and all, all night and all day. <laughs> I could see that, yeah. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And, uh, Johnny, here we are. Week 18. Got to have it. Got to have it. Yeah, and it, it's uh, – as I've been saying all week, look, it's it's uh, no matter how you got here, it's a chance to make history in two ways. It's a chance to beat the Titans, that franchise, four consecutive times for the first time since the 90s. Uh, that doesn't matter as much as a chance to win a second consecutive AFC South title. Uh, as Doug said in the presser today, look, that, that matters. You're trying to gain control of this division. You're trying to establish uh, yourselves as the team and, and have your time in this division. And uh, that can be done on Sunday in a game that, frankly, they ought to win. So go do it. All right. Let's hear from Doug Peterson today and asked about the different playoff scenarios. He wasn't having much of it. Do you know all the playoff scenarios for you guys, or do you just focus on the – There's only one. There's only one. There's only one that matters right now for us. So can we control the team? Yeah, you won't tell – I mean, that's that's all I need to tell the team. There's there's nothing other than trying to win this game on Sunday. I'm not going to cloud their mind with with stuff. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, our focus is is trying to beat you know Tennessee, and regardless of, of records and who's playing, who's not playing, um, this is always a really good football game, and it's a it's a four quarter game, and 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 that's our focus right now. There you have it, the uh, head coach. Yeah, that, Bucky, that's the right approach. I mean, you got to go into this with everything you got to win this football game. Yeah, I actually like Doug's approach. I like his mentality. Uh, don't give you guys an easy way out, um, even though they will maybe know a lot of their playoff fate by the time they get to Sunday based on what happens on Saturday night. Uh, don't give you guys an easy way out. You got to win to get in, and you want to give them – that approach because you don't want them to wish upon a star for somebody else to push them in. They control their destiny by being able to win a game. This is a game that in everybody's mind, they should win. This is a team that you're better than you go out, you take care of business. Don't give them any life and you advance to the postseason. Uh, it's very similar to what it was last year, but I would say last year, the team, the Tennessee Titans were playing better uh, with Josh Dobbs. This is a team that you want to knock them out early give them a reason to go ahead and think about vacation and all that other stuff. So uh, Doug's approach is right with this team. Yeah, that's exactly what, uh, the point I was going to try to make. Look, um, you're dealing with the same kind of team that, that Carolina was last week. They're a team that's out of it. 
Uh, the Jaguars did a nice job, even though they weren't you know, scoring in the red zone. They did a nice job of sort of continuing to tighten the grip, tighten the grip, 3 nothing, 6 nothing, 9 nothing, and then you put them away with uh, the touchdown. Never really let that team think that they were uh, going to get off the mat. Um, the, the Titans are the same thing. If, if, if you let them get a lead, which, by the way, the, the, the Jaguars have not won a game this year that they've trailed at halftime. They've won every game that they've led. So get a lead. You're good anyway with a lead uh, against a team that, uh, you know, they're playing at home. So uh, the engines might be running in the parking lot. So make them want to go to the car. The, the trip How's that for a bucket? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. The, the trip like to Cancun that. is coming like through. That. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, right. and the analogy last week, when a team that's out of it has to be there anyway, if you let them think they can win, then they get fired up for it. If you get yep. ahead of them, then they start thinking, well, yeah, we weren't supposed to win this anyway. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's don't get hurt. We're not having any fun anyway. Uh, make that feeling come as soon as possible. Got to have that. Uh, Got to have that this week. Now, of course, the status of Trevor Lawrence is the number one storyline for the Jaguars going into the practice week starting today. Well, he was on the practice field today in the open media time, but at least during that 15, 20-minute period, did not throw any footballs. He did go through some individual work, but didn't throw when the other quarterbacks were throwing in the open media time. Earlier in the day, though, Lawrence spoke with the media. It's feeling better. Um, obviously, Missing last week's game is a little slower than I would have liked it to be progressing, but you know it feels actually feels pretty decent today. You know it's getting better every day, so I'm um, just trying to you know be be cautious, but also I guess aggressive in how I'm trying to treat it and just everything I can to get back as quick as possible, but also be smart. So it's a fine line, but yeah, I'm feeling better. AC joint sprain in his right throwing shoulder, John, and uh, something to watch all week. But you know what do you expect in the next two days? I guess. Um, I expect that he'll be limited in practice today. I kind of think tomorrow is the linchpin day where uh, if, if, if he practices and if he's throwing, then I feel like he probably plays. If, if he's not throwing, then I wonder if you don't make a decision based on, look, he, he has struggled when he hasn't practiced full. Uh, and... If he's not practicing full, then are we better off just going into this game with C.J. Beathard, who's taken reps, who's had practice, and taking the same kind of approach he did last week? Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish I had a gut feeling. I think that's sort of a coin flip. It's hard to analyze this because the only way to analyze it is to be inside Trevor Lawrence's shoulder and know how he feels and whether he can throw. And the other way to do that is to be at practice when he's throwing, which we're not. That's right. So, uh, Bucky's in Los Angeles at a little cafe, and he probably has as good an idea as I do. Yeah, look, I, I, I think if you're the team, you got to prepare to play with C.J. Bethel. Um, if he plays, it's a bonus. But I don't think you want the team or the coaches being up and down like, hey, is Trevor going to, is he not going to, or whatever, because – what he's trying to play through, or AC separation, is not an easy injury to play through, particularly on your throwing arm. And so if you're able to put together a game plan, you feel good about C.J. Beathard, uh, you feel confident that uh, he can manage the game and he can, uh, at the end of the day, just win the game. It doesn't have to be a pretty game. It doesn't have to be a game where everything is clicking on all cylinders. 
The bottom line is just when the game gets to the postseason. And if you can do that without Trevor having to play, then that's a bonus. Um, and so if you can play, yes, you want to play him. But, look, man, he hasn't practiced in a couple of weeks. I mean, we haven't been privy to see him throwing. And because he's dealing with it on his throwing arm, it's different than if it's on his left shoulder. Uh, I think you got to be ready to line up and play with C.J. Beathard and put him in the best situation to win. When we come back, we'll get into a couple of guys that could be back on the offense as well to, to help out whoever the quarterback is this week. Be one of the first to become a Daily's Place Blue member for the 2024 season. Reserve your premium seat membership on, or individual luxury experience today, and you'll enjoy guaranteed seats in the best locations, premium parking, VIP entrance, and club access, and much more. So for more information, email ticketing at boldevents.com or call 904-633-2000. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. Uh, you look at the history of the AFC South, I mean, it's been dominated by Tennessee of late. Uh, Houston's had their their run. Uh, Indy, obviously, you know, back in the Peyton days, and they had... They had their run of, of AFC South, and I think you know Jags have only had two. You know, so um, we're trying to we're trying to make our mark. Obviously, um, it's a great division. They got great teams in there, great uh, great coaches and leaders, and, and good football players. And so, you know, for us to, to be in this position again, second year, I mean, it's a credit to our players in the locker room, the coaching staff to uh, to work as hard as we do, and and um, the players to work as hard as they do. That's Doug Peterson, of course, uh, Jaguars head coach earlier today. And, Doug, you're right. Only two division titles in this AFC South for the Jags 2017 and 2022. And looking for back-to-back division titles for the first time for the Jags franchise since 98 and 99. Evan Ingram said he was like four years old when that happened, uh, when I talked to him in the locker room today. It's been a while. Uh, Welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Ozer in Jacksonville, Bucky Brooks out in Los Angeles. And, you know, there's a couple guys that could be up to help whoever the quarterback is this week strive for that division title, including Christian Kirk, whose window opened today, Bucky. 21-day window to get back from a core muscle injury. And it was, boy, he described it today. John, I don't know if you were standing there or not when he described what was actually the injury. But, I mean, he had something week six uh, in his core that was torn. He played through, and it got worse. And then it was the adductor, and all of a sudden he had to go under the knife. But... He was back out there, Bucky, on the practice field today, which is pretty remarkable, just about a month removed. Yeah, really remarkable. And, man, I can't tell you how much of a boost that could be to the offense. Uh, the, the fact, uh, the opportunity to have Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, and who knows if Jay Jones, Zay Jones gets back. But if you're able to trot out, like, um, your starting lineup from week one um, and, and begin to play and put together the offense that we all expected to see going into the postseason. I mean, you can see just a different Jags team, and that's whether C.J. Beathard or Trevor Lawrence throwing. Uh, we just haven't had our full complement of weapons uh, for most of the years. To be able to see that, it allows you to do so much stuff. And not saying that they have to complicate it and, and add more volume to the game plan, but, man, when you can line up and put together that lineup, you're better than a lot of teams in those areas. And it just will certainly help them, not only this week, but going forward uh, to have an offense that has some explosive potential. Yeah, I think Zay will play. Um, it certainly sounded on Monday as if Doug uh, is thinking he'll play in this game. Um, and, 
I'm trying to make sure I say this right. I don't think I don't think this will influence their decision on on whether to play Trevor or not. But to me, uh, I think it's really important he plays. Um, and that doesn't mean that he has to through injury. But this team has not been on the same page a lot over the last six weeks. It hasn't felt like. Um, if you could get Trevor in there with Calvin, Zay, Christian, Evan, uh, for one week and get a little bit of chemistry, a little bit of feel uh, going into the postseason, uh, Doug has talked so much in the last few weeks about just needing to get guys going, you know, with Tyson Campbell. And then mm-hmm. whenever he talks about Christian or the receivers coming back, just that need to get going a little bit and how that one week of cohesion can make a difference. You know, I, I think that could be a big deal if if they win Sunday. That could be a big deal going into that first wild card game, just having some continuity there, Bucky. Absolutely. I mean, confidence is everything. And uh, let's be honest, if the Jaguars are able to pull this off on Sunday and get into the postseason, it's the ultimate reset going into the wild card round. They then will take on an underdog status because everyone, because of the way they finish, no one will think that this is a team that could do damage. But when you really look at the AFC field, uh, this team is as good as any. Every team in the field has flaws. And We've had an opportunity to see the best. The Baltimore Ravens came in there, and we could talk about how that game could have been at halftime. But if you get the full complement of weapons on offense, Trevor Lawrence coming back, if he's healthy enough to come back, they develop enough chemistry to build some momentum going into the tournament, man, you take your chances in those games. And so uh, it'll be a huge, um, a huge ordeal if Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and those guys are able to go because you have an opportunity to start building some positive momentum. On the other side of the ball, the defense pretty close to full strength. You know, first time a little bit. The secondary the last few weeks has been kind of hit or miss, guys in and out. But uh, Cisco and Tyson Campbell are back at it, and that's good news. And defensive line is healthy and playing well. And, hey, this is this is the defense you started the year with. Yeah, and um, the last four games, last four or five games – sporadic against the run probably is, is a fair way to put it had two games where the run got away from a little bit uh cincinnati and baltimore but baltimore remember that was a case of it got out of the out of hand at the end and they sort of started running downhill uh i, I still feel like they're a pretty good team against the run and healthy everything's sort of starting to shape up um it, it's a defense that can be okay in the postseason if you get there. I, I think that's the huge advantage they have on Sunday is against a Titans offensive line that is not uh, what it used to be. To me, the best-case scenario for the Jaguars would be for the defensive line to dominate its matchup, which it should. It, it should be the edge that makes you feel like they're the better team on Sunday. If they do that and then they go into the postseason with two really good games back-to-back as a defensive line, uh, then, yeah, I'm with Bucky. The The formula is there if they get in. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. I wouldn't favor them against the Ravens. Uh, against anybody else here, sure, they can win. Yeah, no, um, look, man, I, I, th- I think that's the thing. I, I think they have an opportunity to win. Um, 
against anybody when they have their full confident guys. We can say that they haven't played well. I think the best thing that might have happened was playing Carolina last week where they had to simplify everything. And it was really, I would say, a very basic game plan. Just do what you got to do to win the game. If they're able to pull it off this week where they're able to take a basic game plan, go into Tennessee, win a game, continue to build confidence, play a game like played last week, uh, zero turnovers, only one penalty, that gives them a chance to win. And so that's exactly what you want to see. If you're Doug Peterson, you want to see the team trending up as you're going into the postseason. Yeah, Bucky, I'm not, I'm not usually one who thinks about it this way, but I've been known to think about things wrong. So that that um, that could be what this is. But I really look back on that Carolina game and feel like that gave the team sort of a chance to take a deep breath of, oh, that's right. If we do these things – that coach has been telling us we need to do, then things sort of calmed down a little bit. It, it felt so chaotic with Trevor trying to get back in the game, and then there were, I guess, a couple of games where it felt like he, he, he was trying to do too much or he was hurt or just chaotic. Last week just kind of felt calm of, okay, if we just play football the way we're, we know how to play football, we can win these. And I'm with you. I, I'm usually not one that thinks that one week plays into the next – but I think that Carolina game could really remind them of how it's okay to play. I'd be a little surprised if the game plan is not very similar no matter who plays quarterback. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that's, that's what you learn. You, you learn, hey, man, play fast. Don't, don't complicate it. Don't make it uh, tougher than what it needs to be. Let's see if we can get this thing done with a very, very basic game plan. If they do that, I think there's a lot of success that can be had. At the end of the day, when we get into these these games, and this is a playoff game, it is uh, don't mess it up. Don't turn it over. Don't have penalties. Don't have communication errors, which we didn't see much of in the last game. If they can get used to playing that style, there are a lot of games that can be won for the Jaguars. Let's come back in a moment. We'll touch on the Tennessee Titans going into week 18. The Jaguars visiting Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, for a 1 o'clock kickoff time this Sunday. And Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair, furniture for fans. It is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. He's a veteran guy. I mean, veteran quarterback. He's smart. You saw him last week just... You know, um, getting the ball out of his hand. He's smart. He knows he knows where to go with the football. Obviously, he uh, relies on that run game. You know, to get that going and, and had some success last week, a little bit doing that, and in the the couple of games that he played early in the season. So, you know, you just expect that from him. You know, a veteran guy that um, is just going to run their offense. That's head coach Doug Peterson discussing Ryan Tannehill. And welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Osier at the Miller Electric Center in the Hyundai Studios. Bucky Brooks is in California at a coffee shop. He stopped on a road yeah. trip to yeah. do this show, which is dedication. Yeah, got to make sure got to show up. Got to show up. Got to be available. Love that. Availability. Uh, All Elite Wrestling returns home with an explosive AEW Dynamite and Rampage. See all the action at Daly's Place next week. Limited tickets remain. Dailysplace.com is the site to go get them. Yeah, and I don't know if we're uh, – the Jaguars have released it yet, but the Titans have released both injury reports. No defensive players on the injury report, which is the yeah, <laughs> first point. time in a minute. Right. Uh, 
Ezra Cleveland walk a little full, which is good. It sounds like they uh, they will be able to get back to what uh, ever lineup they want. And then Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, all all limited. And it, something about seeing limited next to Trevor, and seeing limited next to Christian, I'd just be surprised both of them don't go. I just. Uh, I mean, this is the week to go. If you're like, yeah. gonna go, go or don't go. <laughs> right. It's just like go or go home. Kind yeah. Of deal. So I. Um, uh, something about that, seeing that, and then seeing Trevor out in the red jersey, I I would just be a little surprised if both of them don't go. Yeah. That's that's my call, coffee guy. <laughs> you know, I, look, I I think like the only thing with with Trevor, just because of the nature of the injury, um, it's not an easy one to play through. Uh, having done it, I'm obviously I've never been a quarterback. I've never tried to throw through it. I've done it on my left shoulder twice. I can just tell you it's super painful. And the thing that you have to be able to deal with is pain tolerance. And whenever you hit the ground, man, it, it hurts like the dickens. And so for a guy who is right-handed dealing with a, an injury to the right shoulder, like as there's limited mobility, yes, he was able to throw a little bit. After he suffered an injury against Tampa, but can he continue to be able to throw and throw effectively with accuracy, with timing, and the kind of ball placement that you want to see? That's the thing that only Trevor can answer, and the coaches have to see him work out before they can kind of give him the green light to that. I am now less confident, JP. Okay, great. <laughs> um, it comes and goes. All right, well, it, uh, it by does. the segment, I suppose. Um, let's let's touch on this Titans team and start with the quarterback position. And you know, Will Levis uh, has a foot injury, and he injured it Sunday against the Texans. We'll see how the practice week goes. Rabel didn't really say, you know, what's going to happen, but. If Levis doesn't go, then Tannehill will start. That's what he said. So, um, you know, what do you make of Levis's rookie year so far, Bucky? And then if Tannehill's in there, how different is the field? Um, look, I mean, Levis has been up and down. He's been like most rookies. He'd be very, very similar to what we saw last week with Bryce Young. Uh, he's going to have some struggles depending on the pressure and what he has around him. Um, if he doesn't start, then it allows Brian Tannehill to have a full week of work to begin to kind of play what probably will be his last game in Tennessee. Uh, he was a veteran that came off the bench. He's not the athlete that he once was, but he's been a guy who's played at a high level before. The thing that you worry about with veterans is their ability to kind of turn back the clock for one game. Because they've played the game a long time, because they have experience and they just kind of know how to play, um, they always can get you. That said, um, he hasn't played really well. That offensive line in front of him is not very good, so you want to heat him up and get after him. And you just got to make sure that you take care of the weapons on the outside, DeAndre Hopkins and others. Just don't allow those guys to have success with, with, with big plays. And then eventually Ryan Tannehill will kind of come back and eventually give you the play that you're looking for. Yeah, I, I, I think it's sort of uh, – excuse me. It, it's a little bit six one way, half dozen the other. I, I think with both quarterbacks, if – if you get to them, if you take the run away, which this defense should be able to do against uh, Tennessee, uh, then percentages say they'll eventually give you opportunities to make plays against them. And uh, it's it, again, I, I see some. I see so many similarities between this game and last week's game. Not that these teams aren't capable of winning these games against the Jaguars, but it's so about the Jaguars. It's so about can they get pressure? Mm -hmm. Can they make them? Uh, Last week, when the tight, I mean, uh, when the Panthers were in third and seven, boy, you just felt like that was a huge advantage for the Jaguars, and and that you're almost looking for them to make an interception. Mm -hmm. 
you're thinking interception opportunity. Uh, that's the same thing that they will be trying to get into and uh, have success about against quarterbacks who are less likely to beat you in that situation than than the great ones. Uh, Bucky, uh, Derrick Henry's been a pain in the rear end for eight years in this division, but are we seeing the end of that era in Tennessee? Could this be his last game with the Titans? Yeah, I think this is the end of the era there. Um, he's had a nice long run. He's been uh, a terrific player in this league for a long time, but I, he senses it. I think everyone there kind of senses it like there's an expiration uh, date on running backs in this league, and he's played for a long time, a lot of miles, uh, a lot of tread uh, has been worn off those tires. That said, you've seen uh, he's been a dominant player against the Jaguars for years. And I talked about the quarterback and a veteran quarterback not wanting to turn back the clock. We certainly want to give him the respect that he deserves and not allow him to get going. He's had a tough time this year, but you certainly don't want to go out with a with a with a big time performance and what could be like a a finale for him in Tennessee. Well, it's certainly been tougher the last three weeks for him. He's still a thousand yard back. That's right, I mean, yeah. and that's remarkable considering uh, he has been analyzed like an afterthought almost this year, uh, and he's not. He he's still good. He, he's still certainly capable. If you give him a hole, uh, he's he's capable of taking it all the way. So that it, he's dangerous. Uh, I think, based on the numbers recently and how the Tennessee offensive line's playing, that it will be difficult for him to get very much against the Jaguars because it's just a matchup that favors Jacksonville. But uh, don't assume that because he'll beat you. That's right. Certainly will. We have uh, our fair share. 15 touchdowns on the ground in 14 games against the Jaguars in his career and that needs to stop and this will be a good week to stop that let's move uh, ahead in a moment we'll come back in our final thoughts ahead of this week 18 matchup for the division title the jaguars a win secures the afc south this is huddle up with bucky brooks different than last year uh, even though it's you know the similarities of coming down to week 18 you know um, are similar for us but you know we just have to uh, just continue to trust the things that we're doing and um, you know as coaches we, we trust our players and put them in positions to to be successful on game day that's the head coach, of course, Doug Peterson. Full press conferences from today available on Jaguars.com. Some locker room scrums coming soon. Some good sound today from Cam uh, Robinson. And, uh, let's see. Uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk was in there, too. There's a, a room full of Jaguars in there. And uh, let's get John's uh, microphone on here. You know, this is um, – Hey, it's week 18. It's all come down to this. They've talked about it all year. It might come down to the last game, and it certainly does. And you, you know, the other two teams that are tied with you in the division race, uh, nine and seven, are playing each other on Saturday, so you'll know what's going on then. Yeah, and I know a lot of times players, when they're playing, aren't very tuned in with history uh, and because they're in the moment. They really don't have time to be. But you remembered so much differently – in five years, when you look back and say a team was back-to-back -back division champions, 
Uh, if, if you piece a couple more together, all of a sudden you've got an era. Doug talked a little bit about today. He didn't overemphasize it, but he was asked about it and addressed it in that way. And, uh, you know, this team, I think, has a chance even moving forward to, to do special things, maybe even this year. Uh, but w- winning division titles, that, I'm a broken record on it. People are tired of hearing me say it. Hadn't happened around here a whole lot. And don't get lost in this four-game losing streak you just came off of and forget that a division title matters very much. There's, uh, they don't do banners in this stadium because it's outside, but you know, it, it's a chance to have a T-shirt and hat game, as Bucky likes to call them. Yeah. And those uh, – I've been doing this a long time, and I've only covered a few of them around here. So savor the moment. Embrace it. Yeah, feature head games. You got to like those things. But more importantly, the opportunity to go 10 wins back to back seasons. Um, you think about building a team that has a sustained level of success. Well, you got to start somewhere. And so you start winning the division. I think about the Kansas City Chiefs and how they won eight straight division titles. Uh, the one thing that we do know, you win a division, it guarantees you a ticket into the postseason. And if this is a team that aspires to be a great team, a great franchise, you have to show up in the tournament consistently. This would go a long ways towards establishing some of those things that Doug Peterson has talked about establishing where they expect to be in the tournament each and every year. Yeah, it's important. I mean, it, it's – it's uh, and I think I feel much better about this team. It's going to sound kind of obvious, but put away the four-game losing streak. The fact that they won last week, if, if it had been mm-hmm. – a three-game losing streak, a win, and then a loss. Then you win kind of squirrely, maybe. But the fact that they won, I I do sense a different feeling. And now you can forget about what was. And I think players can look at it and say, yeah, we've got a chance to get to the postseason here. Whatever we were feeling a week and a half ago, let's shake that fog out. And we got a chance to go get in the playoffs. And, it, and as Bucky said, the way players think and this is the way they should think, they can look back on games against, hey, hey, we beat the Bills. Uh, we feel like we probably should have beaten the Chiefs mm-hmm. here. Didn't play very well. Should have beaten, you know, the Browns. I'm sure they feel that way. I, I'm not, you know, yeah, right. And we're in it up, up until the last play of the third quarter against the Ravens. So the way they're looking at it, they ought to feel like they can get in and make some noise and, you know, Darn it, go do it. Yeah, and uh, having a second chance against those teams. You know what? Didn't didn't finish it the first time. Now is the right. chance to go do it. And you get a home game that if you win at home, yeah. then you're in the final eight. That's pretty good. Roll the dice. Uh, Bucky, safe travels on your trip through California. Uh, it should be fun. I look forward to uh, making the trip to Nashville, seeing us uh, have T-shirts and hats. John, I'll make sure I grab you one. You do that, Buck. You do that. That's <laughs> <laughs> Bucky Brooks out in uh, California. John Osier, J.P. Shadrick. Thanks to our entire crew, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber. And thanks to you for watching the Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans wrap up the regular season this Sunday at 1 o'clock at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. And this is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks.